Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Reductivist Cephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Inebriar Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for. Yes. I am your host, it is. <laughs> also, coffee to survive a pandemic. It is absolutely. That is completely true. I am your host at the Post Boss Rush Mode, and with me, per usual, are my nautical neighbors, Parasite Steve. Hey, I know video killed the radio star, but what did it do to the podcasting wannabes? Uh, hopefully it doesn't kill us, because I'd still like to not die. Yeah, I mean, real, I mean, if Jesus, like, we got the coffee to worry about. I know, right? Shit. Anyway. And uh, also, 8-Bit Alchemy. I want my MTV. Well, good thing for you, you're going to get a whole bunch of it in this episode. And, of course, Nintendo. Wubba, wubba, wubba. That is correct. That is, that, 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 is the, that is the correct it's, answer. That's, that that, is the right that's answer. Like, that's the right answer to the times that we're living in right now. I'm, I'm, that's I'm, a, not sure, yeah, I'm not sure what the question was, but that was the correct answer. That's the answer. <laughs> Downtown <laughs> Joey Brown. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. And if, if you know, clicking on the, the link didn't clue you in enough, we're going to be talking about a little cultural phenomena called MTV. Uh, back in the day, referred to as music television, though I think officially it's just called MTV now. They took the music aspect out of it in like 2010, if I'm not mistaken. It's like There's KFC no anymore. Yeah, pretty much. It's just the acronym now. KFC doesn't, doesn't stand actually... for a damn thing anymore. Nope, it's yeah. just a name. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, we're going to be talking about maybe like the first couple or so decades of MTV and some of the happenings that were going on it. Uh, start off by talking about some of the, the videos we liked watching a lot back in the day. Um, I know there's there's a couple that I remember quite fondly, and a couple that I was even looking forward to. And um, actually, I'm going to start off with a probably one of the earliest ones I remember actually looking forward to is um, Van Halen's Panama. Mm, yeah, because um, yep. I remember like that album came out. It was from the album 1984, and it came out in, uh, in 1984. It wasn't one of those tricky things where it's like, oh yeah, House of the Holy, but the song House of the Holy is not on that. <laughs> uh, that came out i believe the album came out sometime in the summer of that that year and then like a couple months later they started you know pumping out videos and i remember like just starting the fifth grade or whatever so i was like 10 years old and like oh whatever night like friday night 8 p.m on mtv world premiere video of van halen's panama and i remember being so freaking excited to freaking watch the video <laughs> like all the friends i knew at school that liked van halen were also like super psyched to watch it and i mean the video was like you know it's them performing them lip syncing the song but you know Video was so like pretty fresh back then. I mean, uh, MTV started in, in 1981, so it was only like you know a couple of years old at that point. Right. In the time uh, when they started making videos in 81 to 1984, it's like they progressed so far within, really, within yeah, those yeah. short few years. Yeah, definitely. And uh, this, yeah, the videos just became such a huge cultural phenomenon. It's like it just changed the way people listen to music. You know, you know, just uh, found out about other artists. You know, kind of like radio in a way, but except you got the like see of you, you know, get the visual, visual aspect of it. Yeah, and it was just like just so engrossing and intriguing. And so yeah, like even yeah. if like you know, even if David Lee Roth was just doing like scissor kicks for like three and a half minutes, I was like, oh, this is so great. You know, it's kind of <laughs> cool too because like I feel like so many musicians now they don't like they're on the radio and stuff, but I have no idea what any of them look like. Like I don't, right. I don't know, I don't have any visual kind of confirmation on any any modern 
you know, music other than like the super famous, you know, like right. the Lady Gaga's and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, when uh, when MTV was like such a such a, you know, mainstay, you had way more visual representation of your music, which is just I don't know. I mean, people still make music videos, but it's all on YouTube. You don't have like a, a right. service that actually, you know, constantly streams these things as a right. as a way for you to get it's a singular. Yeah, it's like a, a focused thing. Sure. Like the way we the way we consume media now is like so different as it was like even ten years ago. Never mind thirty five, right. forty years ago. Right. So yeah. It's just a completely different landscape. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting little. Uh, it was like an interview with two guys that wrote a book about like working for MTV, or one of them worked for MTV, another one was just like um, kind of like the interviewer or whatever, and they were talking about like I know a lot of people like bitch about like MTV doesn't even play music anymore and blah blah blah, and they were talking about. Uh, kind of like how it progressed and it almost became more of a business. Well, it exactly became a business decision, like, you know, half a dozen or so years down the line, or maybe, I mean, maybe not that soon, but like just eventually, uh, because you, you think about it, you have like a half an hour show and a half an hour block of videos. If someone's tuning into a show, they're pretty much going to be engaged for that entire half hour. So the advertisers mm -hmm. know they're going to have an audience. Whereas if it's like playing a series of videos, all right, sure. You might like the first, one or two or even three videos, but if the fourth video you don't like, you're probably going to change the channel. You're gone in like the first 10, 12 right. minutes. Yep. So it yeah. became more of an, like an advertising thing. And that's it's like, oh, well, that's true and it mm -hmm. sucks, but unfortunately know, it, it, it that's makes how sense. so yeah. many decisions get made that way. But yeah. that, you know, it does make sense. Although with YouTube now, you know, you still have this like micro, you know, three to five minute long uh, you know, videos and stuff. And the, the idea is they just keep serving you up, you know, random stuff. Right. right. And, and that was why yeah. MTV had to change gears from going to lots of music videos to being more about half hour programming. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like standard, like, you know, yeah. Television shows and yeah, stuff like that. Right. Which is too bad because honestly, I, there was a period of in time where I really enjoyed just turning on MTV and expecting videos. I really right. liked in the afternoons, like sometimes, you know, it's, it's a little bit mindless, but it's, it was a novelty that, you know, you couldn't get anywhere else at the time where it's kind of like turning on the radio and, and you don't know what song is going to come up next. Right. And, but it, there's a visual component too. I mean, like it's the whole yeah. you know, point of the, the, the channel, but you know, it worked. And there was a, a definite period in time where I remember watching a decent amount of MTV and, and it was specifically just, just for the videos. I didn't really yep. watch a lot of the shows really overall, but like, you know, man, I, I, I had fun doing that. You know, I was probably a, you know, teenager, probably a preteen maybe. And, um, yeah, it was really, really cool. And I mean, there are uh, a decent amount of videos that I, I'd like to talk to and uh, talk talk about, I should say, tonight. Right. Yeah. They yeah. won't answer you if you talk to them. That's true. <laughs> That's true because they're pre-recorded. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing with videos. You can, you can say your words, though. They yeah, just won't respond. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah. Like, oh, yeah and going back a bit, um, the, that video I was, meant, uh, I was trying to get the, the title for, I was uh, talking the history of MTV and music videos with Craig Marks and Rob Tannenbaum. Mm. Tannenbaum. So Sounds if you guys like want to, if after this episode of the podcast, you want to go check it out on YouTube, go right ahead. Uh, fun hour long video. That's pretty cool. Pretty know? cool. So, pretty cool. But, I enjoyed listening to it. But yeah, like uh, what, what 8-Bit said with, um, you know, going on YouTube, that kind of is like the best, uh, you know, 
emulation right? of that yeah. sort of a experience. And I actually do that quite a bit with uh, with with roving reporter Dr. Matteo. Yes. Uh, yes. Everybody's Dr. Matteo. Lo- and she loves 80s music videos too. Yeah, that's, that's great. That has long been one of our things. Uh, if we're doing something or whatever, it's just easy to throw on. She's like, let's just throw on 80, 80s videos. And right. we'll just, you know, it'll, one will take you to another and one will, and that will take you to something else. She's and, like, okay, dad, five minute crafts or 80s music videos. And well, you're I like, don't God watch damn it. Always 80s music that's videos. That's her. That's when she's like having, you know, alone doctor time. <laughs> Right. I'll just randomly throw that on, and you're like, for the love of Mike, do not, do not again with this. Mike, right. like, no, nobody needs these things that you're creating. They're not even that impressive. Get out of here. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's fun. It's fun. So what are some, uh, what are some specific videos uh, you guys remember from those early days? Well, I don't know if this was the very first video I've ever seen, but it's the first one. I, it's got to be very close if it's not the very first one. The, I guess the first one that kind of like stuck with me was um, a video to the song She's a Beauty by the band The Tubes. Oh, yes. And uh, yeah, it was uh, basically... One uh, in a million girls. Yeah. One in a million girls. One in a million girls. <laughs> Girl. Yeah. yeah. And, um, apparently that video is like heavily edited because like everything in that video was shaped like women's breasts. Oh my god! <laughs> like oh, nipples and wow. everything, so they oh, had to like wow. to blur the shit out of everything. <laughs> like like the drummer had like you know you know a double bass kit and you know each bass head on the bass drums were like boobs. <laughs> and even like part of the video, the like, kid was like in like one of those you know ride carts with like the dominatrix woman you know holding him back as like the restraint, and it goes through like this big huge paper boob, and it's like okay yeah we get it you guys like boobs. Man, people said <laughs> right. okay why not to weigh the fuck more in the eighties. <laughs> I mean, like I said, the MTV had to blur the crap out of it, so you couldn't really tell what it was. They, they, they definitely had to edit it. And actually, in that video I was mentioning, they like, you know, someone's, you know, lots of people's jobs in like, you know, the 80s were like, you know, looking for nudity in videos because they, you know, obviously, you know, couldn't let it air. Right. Right. Like, on this television and stuff. Even if, even though it was cable TV. It's like, wait, wait, go back. Was that a nipple? Did I just yeah. friggin' see a nipple? And, you know, and, yeah. Was that girl shirt too sheer? Get yeah. <laughs> get the VHS tapes. We're gonna record it the next time yeah. it comes on. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. And of course, the wanna... first video ever on MTV, Boss Rush. I'm sure you know off the top of your head. And video killed the radio star. That's right. I don't. The... Re- I don't recall the um band. Who's the band name again? <gasps> the Buggles. The Buggles. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Right. Yeah. It's like How I want to say second it's Buggles, but it has yeah, two uh, G's. Yeah, I'm it pretty must sure it's be Buggles. Buggles. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just the, a consummate, you know, one-hit wonder. I don't even remember right. the name of that band, but everybody knows that yeah. song. Neither oh, did I. Right. Uh, 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 oh. How about the second video? Oh, I don't know. What, what was that? Radio Killed the Video Star. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> Wrong. By the Ruggles. Yeah, it was uh, Pat Benatar, You Better Run. Oh, I'm going to. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I love you me better. some Benatar. Absolutely. You know, some I was watching some old uh, streams of just like on YouTube, you can watch hour long blocks of uh, old MTV music videos. And they had uh, Love is a Battlefield was like the first one Wonderful. on that. So that Very was kind of nice. cool. Love it. Cool. Love it. Love that Benatar. Class. Absolutely. Class act. Yeah. Yeah. So How about, uh, anyone else? Uh, what's some of the, your favorite videos? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to say like, um, and I was like really starting to pay attention to like, you know, MTV or whatever. It was like not super late, but it was more like, you know, 
quite a few years, like like let's say 1986, 87 or whatever. Uh, I remember uh, first getting into Weird Al and <laughs> and and catching uh, the pre- the premiere of the Fat video. Oh yeah, seminal and, moment. Yes, right there. And that's. And that's, that's the day I became Nintendo 25. Exactly, yes. <laughs> well, at the time, I was only Nintendo, like, nine. <laughs> Nintendo less than five. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that is, that's an awesome video. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it holds up well today, too. So it's, yeah, it's, it's oh, my God, so absolutely. Good. I mean, that is the From perfect, an effect perfect standpoint, parody. It's yeah. It's a perfect parody to like not only the song, but is they're like, all right, the video's high concept. We're gonna parody the shit out of that too. Yeah, and right. It was totally. just they use the same right. set and everything. Ah oh, man. Oh, that's, oh yeah, that's, that's, it's on, it's unreal. It's so it's so good. Yeah, went all out. Um, I don't I don't necessarily have a memory of seeing uh, this video on MTV, but I'm sure it must have been. I mean, you can't talk about '80s music videos and not talk about "Take on Me." All right. Oh, of from course. Ohio. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. As, as good of a song as that is, that music video is just the so shit. striking, and the it's, visuals are like just so cool. It is yeah. so cool, and the way that they weave back and forth between like reality and the the hand drawn stuff, and it's just like you know, yeah. I know it's all like the rotoscope, but man, is it cool? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that was such a great video. It's like that's a that's a thing too. It's like a lot of these. Especially like I have 70s bands that just started off just doing music, whatever. And when M- MTV came to the scene, it's like, wait, I got to start making videos now in order to pitch my right. music. Right. Uh, right. So a lot of them like, oh. you know, And a lot of these bands, yeah, a lot of these bands had like no say basically over what the video was. It was oh, the really? director just had a yeah, the label. Yeah, the label. Yeah, producer, whatever. They're yeah. like, all right, this is what we're going to do because this will sell, you know? Yeah. Right, exactly. And then a lot of it was like, well, we need to make something that'll catch people's attention. Something that's like, you know, you got videos like like the aforementioned Aha Take on Me, uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller, obviously like, you know, the, yeah. right. arguably, people would say arguably, arguably greatest video of all time, but I'd say there's no argument. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's like pretty much <clears throat> number yeah. one. I'm yeah, glad you, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Music video. Um, so real quick, uh, Thriller premiered on MTV. Uh, it was December 2nd, 1983. Oh. And um, yeah, I mean that to me is the 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 video. That's the I believe video. It, and, I don't know uh, if it was that video, but it was definitely Michael Jackson. I think it was like the first main like black artist they featured on MTV. Oh really? Wow. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you unless you were like a a band member of like a, a band that happened to play earlier, but not like a as like the front running like the artist. Pr- premier artist. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, that video, that album, obviously was just gigantic yeah, in right. the early eighties. Yeah, right. that was like another video I wanted to see every time they played, and they, they played absolutely like hour yeah. on the hour. Yeah. Back the day and then too. sometimes they would play the shorter version, right? Yeah, and stuff. But yeah, you, know, had, you like, don't get the huge whole thing. intro, right? Yeah, you don't get usually because I think sometimes it would start with like the Vincent Price intro. It wouldn't start like oh, with them yeah. with the movie in the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yep. it starts and and there's like you know uh, a werewolf movie. And then it turns yep. out that Michael Jackson is watching his own movie yeah. and is entertained as all hell watching oh, himself. Yeah. He is just right. so entertained. <laughs> and of yeah. course, and like the shot of him eating some popcorn is yeah. like a prevailing meme. Like, oh, I'm yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the best. It's like the best gift ever to Grabs use popcorn. when someone's having like some type of stupid argument. Just, yep. Yep. just post that, that, that gift up there. And, yep. Very true. 
And then it goes, and then so the girl gets scared and she wants to leave. She doesn't want to finish the yeah. movie. So they're walking home and then it turns into a zombie movie. So right. they get attacked in the real world, supposedly by zombies. And it's right. like really just so fun. They, they picked two different horror genres, mashed them together. You got yep. Vincent Price to do narration and to do mm. the quintessential Vincent Price evil laugh. Because, oh God, so because really, Vincent Price, now I'm a huge fan. Yep. He's not like known to be a laughing, cackling guy. There's right. no other Vincent Price laugh I can even think of. He might have laughed in something, but he didn't have that. It's not like they were playing off. Of yeah, that wasn't like a trademark yeah. thing that he did right. a lot. That's like, oh, dude, well, like, oh, remember hey, the, laugh the laugh in this? Yeah. Right, it's no. Like, it's no, just, we just know Vincent Price has a really good evil laugh. Right, it's just like, you're yeah. Vincent Price. We need you to throw like a 42-second evil laugh here. And he's like, right. got it. You know, he's like God a fucking price, right? Ah. He, he was like, he was like the 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 perfect person for that role too. Yeah, that, it's really, really. Like, you can't. I can't picture anyone else doing that. No, for the longest like, time, it was maybe Christopher Lee could have pulled it off. I mean, Christopher Lee could have pulled it off, but Christopher still, Lee could have like pulled it off. Sure, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that, was that, definitely a great, he was great. great choice. He was great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. And, and kind of funny to this day. My sister is still scared to death of that video. Oh, right, I remember that because every time that's even if you just played the song, just, just play the song, or even if, if you like, if like, if you do that dance with the hands, oh yeah, just like, do that. She flips the fuck out and runs oh, away. It's yeah. Like Jesus Christ, it's just a video. It's not real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she used to get so freaked out by that. Oh, oh my, my lord. God. Yeah, but like it, kind of going back to that episode we did in season one, talking about Kinder Terrors. Right, scared us as kids. There are certain yep. things that just they're once just they're their in mark. there, yep. it's like they're just in there. It's there. Yeah, yeah, it's forever. like they it's really like friggin' Evil the Cat from from the second stage of fucking Earthworm Jim. I, I <laughs> recently thought about it when I was playing it again, and I'm like, damn it, I wish I put it in the Kinder Terror episode, but it didn't occur to me until I saw it, and I was like, oh. Oh yeah, that's right. I fucking hated that. Like it, it just like it brought back emotions that I didn't, you know, realize I, I still had. But yeah, there's just certain certain things that are like so stupid. It's like why is that scary? Stars, that's not funny. scary. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, that's such a that's such a thing that, that people say. You know, what's oh, scarred you as a kid, or you know, right? It does though. It it that's a really yeah. good way of putting it. It does. Like yeah. a drill going through someone's head. Why is that scary? Why is this scary? <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I'm very realistically shown. <laughs> so, you know what's really funny? So, Boss Rush, I swear to God, I can't remember if we've had this conversation off mic, but since we recorded that episode, not to get too far off track, but Who's with the, the, where you mentioned that the movie, which is City of the Dead, um, yeah, yep. where the drill goes through the guy's head. Um, yep. So, it, I, I shortly thereafter ended up watching that movie. Okay, but yeah, I, I didn't. The funny thing is, <laughs> the funny thing is, it goes by a different name. Okay. Uh, so it's like City of, City of the Dead, but it's, a, it's an Italian movie. It's made by Lucio Fulci. And okay. you know who's into Lucio Fulci is Derek Rook of right. Rough House. And he uh, had actually worked on some Lucio Fulci comics. And one of, the, oh, nice. one of the comics that he did was this one called House by the Cemetery. And House by the Cemetery, I believe, is the alternate title to City of the Dead. City of the Dead's like the, uh, the American title or something. So I That's watched cool. it completely not knowing it was the movie you were talking about. Oh, no shit. I watched it under the other title. And if it's huh. not House by the Cemetery, if I'm getting this wrong, 
it does have an alternate title. Okay. But I think that that's it. I think it's House by the Cemetery. But the Joe Brown uh, scene is in there. It's in there. I'm like, oh my fucking God. This is the movie. Wow. <laughs> and I'm, I'm having adult for like, terror. you know, 10 months and I just I keep forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> no, we definitely didn't have this conversation. That's funny because uh, another uh, a retroid actually had seen that movie like shortly after the, uh, the episode was um, Derek Lostrom had yeah. mentioned that he's seen it. And he said that was like one of the tamer scenes in it. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't want to keep yeah, going. A, there is a <laughs> right. scene where this lady, um, she pukes up her her guts completely. Nobody pukes, pukes up all of her guts. And it makes me puke my own vomit. It's pretty <laughs> gross. Like she starts like vomiting her like intestines. Are uh, you eating while you're telling us this? Now that the out. Yes, I am. You are a disgusting <laughs> piece of garbage. <laughs> I can't help it. We started recording, and this is when my supper was ready. <laughs> I need to have my supper. Sup-a. It's time for me to sup. Yes. Mrs. Parasite made me a delicious pesto chicken parm sub, and I'm not letting it get cold. Parasite sub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat anyway, this. So I'm going so to talk about my second favorite video. Is, Please uh, do. Dio's The Last in Line. Oh, oh yes. yeah, dude. Yes. Yeah, dude. Super, yeah. super ambitious. And de- now they didn't quite pull it off as good as Michael Jackson's Thriller, but it was definitely very ambitious, and it was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. Dio definitely wasn't known for his great videos. <coughs> Rainbow in the Dark. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, but the last in line was definitely pretty awesome. Uh, it's like, it basically starts off with a kid, like, you know, riding his bike to some, like, you know, building, goes in the elevator, and the elevator goes straight to hell. And then you get this huge, hellish landscape, and he's, you know, trying to, he gets enslaved, and, you know, basically the whole video is him just trying to escape and all that jazz. But it's pretty freaking cool. And, <laughs> It's the story of Doom Guy. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> I, I ended up in hell. <laughs> now yeah. what do I do? Yeah, I guess I just have to rip and tear. I guess I just have to rip and tear so. until it's done. Just, just rip it. Yeah. Rip and tear that shit. I love it. The, uh, tear it. I love in the Holy Diver <laughs> video how yeah. it looks like Dio's just walking through mud or something because he's taking yeah, he's like, really okay. high steps. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are slippers all over the place, and you can't step on any of them. So just kind of go over them. Because then you'll slip. Step. You'll slip on them. Yeah, exactly. Get it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to slip, especially with that monster. Well, it might have been a regular size sword, but Ronnie James Dio was like, you know, two foot. It was a. It was a. It was a dagger. It was, it was a dagger. Holding it, it was an way. elvish dagger. <laughs> yeah, but you know, when Ronnie James Dio was holding it, it looked like it was a pretty huge sword. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh man, and yeah, for the video for Holy Diver. Uh, the video for Rainbow in the Dark, though, holy smoke, that's probably one of the worst videos I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it's terrible, so, yeah. It's like this weird video where it's like they kind of follow this weird, creepy dude holding a briefcase that's kind of like creeping on this girl that he's kind of follows around for like only like half the video. And during like the guitar solo, she gives like Vivian Campbell, the guitar player, like a smooch, and the guy just runs away. And the rest of the video is just Ronnie James Dio just singing on a rooftop. <laughs> I know. In the air. It's like, what am I even watching? What? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what the hell happened? Halfway through yeah. this, they're like, there's not enough Dio in this. Make the rest Dio. And, and then you realize, you're like, wow, even when Dio was insanely young, he was like 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He I went, he, he went from he like 22 40. to like, yeah, he went from like 22 to 42 in like 15 seconds. <laughs> like he aged like old beyond his years. Yeah, he aged like a pear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really, I, I, I like, like an avocado. <laughs> I I like the uh, the mystery video from uh, yeah, that was pretty neat. Saint, that was a bit, bit more artsy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not what it right seems up. to be. Yes. <laughs> Always a mystery. <laughs> just like you and me. Just like you and me. Yes. Just like we. Yes. Yeah. Just like we. Just, just like, like we. we. Um, uh, let's see. Anyone else got any uh, notable videos they want to mention? Oh, uh, uh, I do. Yeah, sure. uh, Go right ahead and do it. Uh, Twisted Sisters. Uh, uh, we're not going to take it. Oh uh, yeah, Doctor Matteo's. Doctor Matteo's favorite. One of Maddie's faves. One of her top top faves. Yeah, mainly because of mainly because of uh, the uh, Pee Wee's movie. Oh right, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I think they made a cameo appearance in that movie. Right, uh, they did. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah they was did. it that one? Was it that movie? Or was it another movie? No, they it's, were it's, in that, and that and one. they played Burn in Hell when yeah, they were doing. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. Into yeah. the video yeah. of them supposedly recording the video to Burn in Hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, was Tim was Burton just like a fan of Twisted Sister? Like, how did that even happen? I, have I don't know. No they, were, they were popular at the time. Yeah, yeah. Eighties yeah. metal, you know. Yeah, right. Back when metal was pop. Yeah. yeah. And that, and obviously that song got me hooked on the band. Right. I had yeah. to have everything of theirs. And oh yeah, yeah. speaking of Dio and Twisted Sister, I remember um, way back in the day, uh, my dad used to record like a, a a show. I'm sure we'll mention later on the Headbangers Ball. Yeah. But we won't get too much into that at the moment. We'll just I just want to talk about this particular little um. They used to record like you know on VHS, and they used to be on like really late on Saturday night. So I didn't always get a chance to see it when I was younger. Then I would just, you know, watch my dad's tapes afterwards. And there was this three-video segment that yep, I, I watched this. <laughs> the hell out of, which included uh, a cover of a song called Set Me Free by, by a band Heathen. Yep, yep. It was actually a really awesome cover. Set me free! To this day, I don't think I've heard the original song. But <laughs> I have. <laughs> the cover it's, was it's really awesome. awesome. Yeah, the the original version is awesome, too. Okay, that's cool. It's, it's well, not thrashy, you know? obviously, but it's, right. it's really good. Oh, no, Vince Neil covered that, too, on his... Uh, Exposed album. Exposed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I do remember that actually. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was that. Dio. I could have been a dreamer. And yep. Twisted Sister. Love is no. Um. Hot love. Hot yes, love. Hot yes. Love. Hot love. Which is off of Love is for Suckers, which is where yes. you were going there. Yes. yes. Is that, yeah. 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 I had like the image of like you know the, the lollipop and then that was like the album cover. So I was like, that's where my brain went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh I mean, my god. We even... we watched the. Sh- Shit out of those. I know those three. Just those three videos. Rewind, rewind it. Okay, play it again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because at the time we had never heard the song "Hot Love," all of us, you know, liked "Twisted Sister." By that point, we're like, "What is this? What is Love Is for Suckers?" And forever, I was going into Strawberries and like, you know, Capital, not Capital Records, because that wasn't the store. What was the other? Uh, Strawberries. Tower Records. Tower Records. Oh, Tower Records. Um, and like every time I'd go in and you know be looking through the tapes. And they wouldn't have it. And then I would ask the guy and be like, hey, can you like order this? I'm looking for this album. And uh, they're always like, yeah, they would look and, and it wasn't available. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, like Boss Rush like has the recorded right, yeah. video. It exists. Why can I not find this? I know. And then huh? it turns out oh. it, was a, it was a Europe only uh, release. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like years and years and years later, we finally got it. Yeah. Right. And I ended up finding it on vinyl. And um, a couple of years ago at a, a horror convention, I was able to meet oh, D. Nice. Snyder with Dr. Oh. Matteo. Oh, with sweet. Dr. Matteo. And, <laughs> and uh, had him sign the vinyl. For, the Mads. Yes, yes. Had him sign the vinyl for Love Us for Suckers. And he was like, whoa, don't see too many of these. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I, I always love this album. He's like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, oh, is this, is this, not, a, is this not one of your favorites? He's like, ah, 
Uh, well, all right. Well, so it's not that I don't like it. He's like, but this is like basically representative of the worst period of my life. I almost, you know, got divorced. My band split up. Everybody hated me. He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I'm sorry I brought this. I probably should have just brought like my stay hungry or something. And he's like, no, 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 not at all. No, this is cool. This is cool. <laughs> he was a really uh, still the music. amazingly yeah. nice guy. Yeah. Right. Really got down on the level and talked to Maddie for a while, and uh, you know, that's got, that's awesome. We got some some free picks, and it nice. was uh, it was really really cool. He was a really cool dude. Nice. And also, yeah. I, I just want to mention real quick that so the other the other video for Twisted Sister, yep, <clears throat> was uh, I Want to Rock. And oh yeah, they absolutely. both had they both had Mark Metcalf, who mm-hmm. was uh, yep. from. Shut up, Twisted Sister Pin! Yeah, yeah. On your what's from what's like the John Belushi <laughs> college movie that everybody loves? I've never seen it. What is Animal it? House? Yeah, Animal House. Yeah, it's Animal, like House, from Animal yeah. House, I guess. But um, I also knew him because uh, he was the he was the master in season one, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was like the first original big bad of that show. It was like oh, the funny the, thing. Um, the guy from Twisted reason, Sister. Yeah, for some he's reason, also Uncle Rico. Oh. <laughs> Uncle Rico. No, 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 he's, no. That's a different guy. Oh, wait, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I thought it was the same guy, too, actually. But you know, no, that kind of ties into what I was about to say. It's like, for, for whatever reason, I was up, I, I thought that was Eric Roberts. That's funny, Eric too. Bell. Nope. Mark Metcalf. So, so I, and, yeah, for, uh, for some reason, Mark, Mark Metcalf is like a chameleon, I guess, in my brain. Yeah. He doesn't huh. do, like, a ton of stuff. That's kind of funny. Um, but I, I'm actually, we started watching uh, Buffy with Dr. Matteo, and, uh, and that was one of the first things I'm like, that guy, that that guy right there, the vampire guy, because you never see him in that show. You never see him outside of the vampire makeup. He's one of the only people who doesn't ever turn back. He's like too old, so he always okay. looks like his his scary vampire face. And I'm like, you know who that is? You know who that is? It's like it's the guy from the Twisted Sister videos. And she's like, Are you kidding me? Like she couldn't believe it because it's like so <laughs> random and weird. Uh, it's fun. Oh, that's hilarious. Nice. But that was cool. They had like the same actor in two videos, even though he didn't really yeah. play the same character in one. He was the principal one. He was the, he was the kid's dad. But dad, yeah. Right. Like, you yeah. know, it, he, he no, it was this. the overbearing authority figure. Yes. Know? He was the overbearing yes. authority figure okay. who then got like shit on for the entire. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And like, it was like a huge deal back in the day with like all the, like the violence and music and like the pmrc and all that stuff and it's like mm-hmm. and the guy's like no this is like the same violence you see in a looney tunes cartoon and it, yeah, and it literally like, is i was just in my head thinking like he's wiley e. coyote yeah right pretty yeah. much yeah complete right. with the stupid like you know handle detonator for dynamite and everything yep. like yep. this is clearly a, this, real, yeah, this is clearly a real life cartoon it's yeah like, right the, right just fun just really fun stuff uh Let's see another video I'd like to, or a couple videos I'd like to bring up is um, let's see. I always uh, enjoyed uh, Cindy Lauper. Uh, yes. Girls just want to have fun with uh, Captain Lou Albano. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, he yeah. was in a couple yeah. videos too. He was that's of true? Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, you know, Goonies being a huge movie in the day, and mm-hmm. because they had their, her song uh, "Good Enough," you know, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. tying in with the with the artist there. So I was like, oh, Cindy, Cindy Lauper is like really great, and yeah, yeah, such a always song. remember. Yeah, just like those videos are just super fun, very colorful. She's definitely got like a very vibrant personality and you know, it yeah. exudes through her performances and on the screen. And she's definitely someone who gets your attention. I mean, mm-hmm. the album at the time, I think that album was on, was uh, She's So Unusual. So what kind of oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a ton of wrestlers that were in that video in Good Enough. That's right. 
Uh, yeah. Roddy Piper is in it. He's Roddy the Piper, main bad yep. guy. Uh, was um, Wendy Richter in that video? Who? Wendy Richter? Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, she was like a female wrestler that kind of like was... I don't think so. Battling against the fabulous Moolah back in the day. Maybe she wasn't in the video, but uh, I don't know. yeah, definitely Roddy. I know, uh, yeah, Roddy, uh, Iron Sheik. Um, oh, yep. Uh, uh, I think uh, Strongbow. Classy Freddie Blassie? Oh, Classy Freddie Blassie. That, that's who it, yeah, yeah, that's the other one, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he's milking the cow, actually. <laughs> he's like milking a cow statue. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, fun, fun video for sure. And they had actually totally. had the kids in it. And uh, Steven Spielberg yep. makes a cameo at the end. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, pretty cool. And she's like, how do I get out of this, Steven Spielberg? And he's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, um, another pretty – oh, go ahead. Um, what uh, going to say? Uh, before, yeah, I mean, like, if we're talking 80s, you know, back when they were playing videos, man, like, I mean, we cannot not mention Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, oh uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. fucking God tier. I mean, it's right. God tier lunacy is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> yes. it is everything which, that was Which is the 80s, but oh God, it was about like, 80s videos all rolled into one. It has yeah. every single trope all in one it's like you want horses just randomly crossing the street we got horses randomly crossing the street you want ninjas we got ninjas for no reason you want acrobats we got acrobats you want synchronized dancers we got synchronized dancers you want blindfolds for no reason we got those too it's like and you want like you know nonsensical story plot that you're feel like you're supposed to be like able to track but you can't quite make any sense of because it's like is she like is there a romantic thing it's like but there's yeah. there's no there's no counterpoint to her romance she doesn't have a, a, another romantic lead and then at the end she just comes out of the school and she's just like greeting children like right what the, <laughs> what fuck, the fuck was that all about <laughs> yeah they should have just had to check every checkbox they're like all right what do we need we okay need how, how long we is need this romance song? Yes. we need need we need uh like blowing silk in the wind <laughs> We yeah, need ninjas. Yeah. You want what else do we shears? got? We got blowing shears. We got blowing yeah. shears. I'm like, okay, we checked all the boxes. All right, no. send it out. <laughs> we made a video. Yeah. It's like, no, you made the video. You right. made every video. And, and so, yeah. someone, someone did a, a parody of that that video, right? They just like changed. Oh, the, years and years and years. Yeah, they changed like the years lyrics ago where, where you couldn't. Uh, it was it was like the beginning of the misheard lyric craze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that at at your house, Steve, years ago, and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. That's funny. I actually remember seeing it at at Boss Rush. I think maybe we all. I remember it. seeing it at my house. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, it, it, or you know, it wasn't misheard lyrics. It was just that they changed the lyrics to be. Oh, I know what it was. It was it was a, uh, a uh, literal lyrics. Like yes. they're saying oh, exactly, okay. yes. yeah, what's they're going exactly what's happening. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's, you can look up total eclipse of the heart, literal, literal lyric version or something like that. And it's yeah. like describing when there's ninjas for no reason. And now there's a horse, right. and, but they're singing <laughs> like it's in the song, but you know, right. they're just describing whatever's on screen. <laughs> that was super <laughs> hilarious. I remember Funny. dying when that yeah, came out. I, 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 I nearly died from yes. laughing so much. <laughs> I was there. He nearly fun. died. He did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said I almost died. Yes. I said nearly. Very nearly. Yes. nearly. Almost nearly. nearly. How do you be <laughs> nearly in this? How can you be nearly headless? I was I approximately dead. Um, <laughs> let's see. Another 
another video I remember seeing back in the day and I thought was really cool was uh, Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a did, fun one. Like the, I mean, he did a few videos, but that one was like, you know, the magnum opus. And it was like all the all the stop motion and stuff. It was just mm-hmm. so involved and like, just so yeah. crazy. I mean, the song, I mean, I like the song too, obviously, but it's like, you know, I just really, you know, I watched the video for the video. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's an interesting thing to bring up. I also would say the same thing with, with, with Peter Gabriel songs. He had such interesting videos, but I actually, yeah. I'm still to this day, not a fan of Sledgehammer, but it is right. a really cool video. And yeah, I will happily watch it, but I don't really like the song that much. So you had this sort of weird thing that had never existed before where you're like, well, I don't actually like the song, but I'm going to watch this. Yeah. I'm going to consume right. this media because when, when I, when like I sang video. along, I always sang it as flesh hammer. So I kind of helped. Ah, <laughs> flesh hammer. Flesh hammer. That's, <laughs> that sounds like a doom metal band or something. I don't know. It does. <laughs> It sounds like a Campbell Corp song. Yes. Oh, it does. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> hammer smashed face. Yes. Flesh hammer. Uh, <laughs> another video that kind of got uh, made the rounds was uh, Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And that was love that pre- song. Yeah. Pretty minimalist video because you basically just have, like, you know, Robert Palmer doing his thing and, like, half a dozen women all, like, done up very similar makeup style with just, like, you know, the small black dresses just playing instruments behind them. Yep. I did a few videos that were similar, so I was like, okay, we literally don't have any other ideas. But this one was super popular, so let's just keep doing it. Right, right. What was that uh, that George Harrison song? Uh, Is that on you? Yes. Yeah, what, with the, what, what, with the, like- the, the talking... Uh, uh, the singing moose heads on the wall and like all, yeah, all yeah it was it, it was I, I think happening. there were like two different I think there were two different videos there for were. that song too oh I had no idea yep. because there I remember was, one was like this like huh. a, like a young couple that like at a, an amusement park or yes yep oh I've never seen there that was one. one in the arcade and then there was there was the one where it's just George Harrison sitting in his study and all the all the pieces right. oh, around yeah. him come to life and start singing right. and that was my preferred version yeah, I loved at, that at video. Creek. <laughs> yeah oh my god i don't miss that at all holy shit <laughs> oh my god i hate that place so much I there's one know. good thing about covid19 is that it just wiped out all the tra- last lingering traces of bugaboo creek steak has <laughs> <laughs> been going out of business since 2000 it's like just go already just leave <laughs> no i swear right. we're done now oh your fruit tastes like regurgitated vomit how do you know what regurgitated vomit tastes like? It's like you know, it's, 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 it's like it's brain. like when you puke in your mouth and you swallow it. Oh, you know what? You Good do point, it again. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it tastes. Wouldn't like. that be re-regurgitated? Re-regurgitated. Re- <laughs> or maybe that's just gurgitated. Yeah, it's just, just plain gurgitated. Gurgitator. <laughs> Flesh uh, hammer with their solo album, the Gurgitator. Gurgitated. <laughs> Gurgitation. Uh, Gurgitated by blood. <laughs> Bound by honor. A Gurgitron 4000. <laughs> <laughs> Get Gurgit. Yes. Oh, oh my. Gurgit. Like a Gurgin. Hey! Oh, yeah. Madonna. Yeah, Madonna. Oh, Madonna. Holy shit. Yeah. Pretty yeah. iconic yeah. videos over the years. And she was one that would True. always be high concept. And they would. she would yeah. always try to outdo herself. Kind of like Michael Jackson. Right. I, I mean, they were... Yeah. They were both at the cutting edge of that, I would say. Yeah, and definitely pushing the envelope to what, what they could get away with. 
Oh yeah, like, like uh, imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was and that? some of them, you know, you'd have some celebrities and stuff. And Tom Petty did that too. Tom Petty had yeah. some seriously uh, really awesome videos that were very high concept. A lot of his stuff really felt like uh, like mini movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the one with Johnny Depp is what? Into the Great Wide Open. That with, uh, with Johnny Depp and uh, Faye Dunaway, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then like later he had, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Kim Bassinger. And it was like the last okay. dance with Mary Jane. Okay. Bassinger, yep. Bass, Basinger. I don't know. Basinger, yeah. <laughs> yeah Basinger. Yes, Basinger. Tim Basinger. <laughs> yes. Vicky Vale, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and uh, he also had the uh, Don't Come Around Here No More, which was all about like, it was, yeah. a, it was a riffing on Alice in Wonderland. And, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, there was, there was, so he had some fun videos. You know? Yeah, and there was Free Fallen, yeah, yeah. um, which existed. Yeah, yes, yes, it did. Yes, it, it did, did exist. It did. Yep. All I remember, all I remember from that is like some someone like boringly skating on a on a half pipe. Like uh, hell, I I, even I can that, do man. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't I only remember, remember that, that video like, specifically. That not that one, but well, I only, I only remember like those like four seconds of it where I'm like, okay, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, I like the song, not, but yeah, four like seconds song. more than I got. Boss. The, the video, the video itself is not very good. Mm. It's just something that's to put on an MTV. Yeah. What about? I, know, uh, uh, I, I think that's what it became. Like eventually, is like people just stopped like making storylines. Just like, well, I'll just put out a video. Anything just, will do. Any, yeah. Anything will do. And it's just at free advertisement. Yes, for the band and. And then and then that sort of was tapering off in the '90s, but we did have the one friggin' song and the one friggin' video that you could not get away from, which was. I could do anything. Right. Oh no! <laughs> oh my God! I won't do that. Do, do you, I'm glad you brought that song. Up. No, no, I won't you know, do. Do, do you know who directed that video? I do. Who who directed uh, it? Michael Bay. Michael fucking Bay. That's Michael nice. Bay. Yes, Jesus that Michael Christ. Bay. Yes. How many explosions were in it? Splody Bay. <laughs> That's, That's right. He also him. directed. Um, just real quickly. Um, let's see. Uh. To, uh, House of Pain by Faster Pussycat. Uh-huh. I Touch Myself by the Divinals. I did not know that. Uh, and <laughs> Show Me the Way by Styx. I mean, he did oh. a few others too, but those were the, like, the most notable ones I thought. Oh, gotcha. Wow. Guess his uh, music videos were a good place for directors to cut their teeth on, huh? I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, small, small, you I know. Say David, I want to say David Fincher also did some like early MTV videos and stuff. Mm. Interesting. I know uh, Alex Proyas, who directed The Crow and Dark City and stuff, he, uh, he started out as an MTV video director. Uh, yeah. I don't know who he did, uh, but I know that he was directing videos first. Harvey Weinstein? Uh, I hope <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> one oh, video I'll throw in the pile: um, Genesis is Land of Confusion. Oh yeah! Yes. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, what, like, a, what a fucking video! All the puppets that look like all the celebrities. Like, all right, we can't actually afford all these celebrities, so let's like make. We're just gonna get like, these crazy, like caricaturized puppets. versions of all these yeah. celebrities and the band members, right. and they just got like so frigging many costumes and like and you know just animatronics and set pieces and stuff like that. Yeah. That video must have cost a fortune. Yeah, like, there's just so much to it. And well, actually, those, I, I those videos, those videos that, were specifically from a, a UK show. It's called Spitting okay. Image, and they uh, they did those style of puppets, oh. and it was a lot of political commentary they would do, 
but it okay. was a comedy s- sort of a show. And I mean, it was a comedy show. I, I, yeah. I don't remember a lot about it, but it was called Spitting Image and it's a UK BBC thing. And, and that's interesting. That's what that was actually doing is it was, it was like oh, the gosh, Spitting Image yeah. Genesis video. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, I, I always thought that those Muppets looked really creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. they're super friggin' yeah. creepy. Like the Phil Collins yeah. one, and just like oh all my of them are God. super. All of right. them. They, they definitely so had the un- the uncanny valley thing going, where they were obviously yeah, not, like stylized or cute. realistic enough to be like okay, right, kind of but unsettling. If I saw one of those in in a dark alley, I would I would shit a brick. Well, I mean, like all good caricatures, right? Like you know, it's it's grotesque to to the max, but there's right. something about it where you can absolutely tell who it is. But it's. Yeah, it's yeah. still recognizable. So I was like, yeah, it's just, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. A um, couple other videos I'd like to mention were um, the Aerosmith and Run DMC crossover for Walk This Way. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, Anthrax and Public Enemy with um, Bring the Noise. Yep. I thought those were yes. uh, pretty, pretty rad videos. I mean, obviously, you know, I was, you know, way into metal back then, but watching MTV, you'd see a whole bunch of different things. It wasn't like, you know, Radios usually were set in like a certain genre limit or whatever, like uh, paradigm or whatever. Or like it's like the classic rock station or just you know the hair rock station, yeah, or the, the format, station. Yeah. Or MTV just kind of was like more open with like okay, especially after 1983 and Michael Jackson, where uh, you'd be seeing like Tom Petty and you'd be seeing Twisted Sister and then you'd be seeing Tone Loke, you know, and like you know mm-hmm. back to back to back, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. it gave uh, a lot of people an opportunity to like to just kind of, you know. Get a, get, listen to like music and watch some videos of, like something that might not normally just right, you know, right. Yeah, you go get to. exposed to all sorts of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I didn't listen to a lot of rap, but I, you know, I like Tone Loke, like you know, the funky Cold Medina, whatever his song yeah, was. Sure. And, um, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I will say what that style of music back then was a lot of fun. It like, was. You can tell they were having fun with their music, having fun with the videos, yeah. and then like for me, as soon as like Snoop Dogg came out, it kind of ruined the whole thing for me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like old rap and, and, you know, some people are new rap and I don't know. I think it's like that with probably any genre, though, like old country. Country from the 60s doesn't sound like country. No. Right. So, like, I I would, most of the time when I hear, like, a classic country song, like, like Crystal Gale or something, it's like, this is folk music, right? It's like, no, 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 this is what country was. Right. Oh, Okay. Well, I, I right. would not have known that by listening. Right, to right, but, right. And now it's just like pop. Yeah. So I don't know right. if Taylor Swift and, and, is country. Then I mean, yeah, no kidding. Country she hasn't she hasn't been for a while. Right. But yeah, not like I could tell anyway. <laughs> yeah, even modern country is like hybridized with rap and pop and everything. It's like it's all a, a mixing pot at this point. Yeah. And, and whatever genre Bismarck he was. <laughs> oh baby you you say he's just a friend that's pure just joy that's what that is yeah oh, that's pure keep it coming i love it yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh, i i, I used oh, to God. love watching that video and it's just, it was yeah. just fun I mean, yeah, yeah it was yeah. terrible but it was just super fun Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. I was, was going to mention Sir, um, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sir Mix-a-Lot, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that back. I mean yeah. that's that's another classic video that we yeah. can't not mention. I mean, baby. Yeah. And I definitely want to mention Young back, MC yeah. Bust Young MC Bust Move was another one I mm-hmm. liked a lot. Yep, yep. Uh, we got Criss Cross. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, wow. that's nice. right. So big for like two seconds. And then vanilla ice, I mean ice ice baby was huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty funny. The ninja very funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I forget MC Hammer. MC Can't... Hammer, I was right. Yep. Those. And the hammer yeah. pants. Yeah. Please hammer, yeah. don't hurt him. <laughs> oh, 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 pick up the hammer. Yeah. Is the hammer your penis hammer? Because like if it is, I'ma leave it right there. I mean, Why do you think he needs I'm to wear those it. pants? I'm a leave. Why it. do you think he needs to wear those pants, man? He, he needs, needs a lot of room. Airflow, I assumed. I assumed it was airflow, ventilation. I don't know. Right. No, it's real estate. No, so he, he can jump out of a plane and land safely. No, no know. he literally only has one leg. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jesus, wow. <laughs> and he can things? still dance like that. What are those things down in his shoes? I don't know. Wow. Not a leg. Not a foot. Wow. Oh, of course, uh, new, uh, new Kids on a Block oh, yeah. oh, right. from, from, yeah. from Boston. I, my sister was like mm-hmm. freaking huge into them. Right. I'm just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they all Not hanging to... tough. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you're my hanging tough. <laughs> <laughs> you guys seem super tough, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Are I you guys looking most... at yourselves in the mirror lately? You, you are not tough at all. That's definitely the takeaway <laughs> message is that you guys are tough, though. Like, you're definitely <laughs> nailing it. I definitely think the most I liked any new kids on the block thing was uh, the parody, The White Stuff. Oh, on, yeah. Uh, oh, from Weird Al. Uh, yeah. yeah. Even, even worse, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was even worse? Even worse, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was off the deep end. Mm. Uh, maybe you're right. I feel like it's off. Maybe anyway. you're right. I'm gonna look, look that up right now. I think even worse was just too too early, because he was making fun of bad. I feel like that's way before New Kids on the Block. But I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. Let me see. I'm looking at. Uh, oh, he's looking that up. You, okay. You might not. Yeah, even... You're right. It's it's uh, off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um. Does anybody have any more videos? Uh, uh maybe quickly. Oh wait. Go ahead. Go ahead, a bit. Oh no, I was gonna say no. Not me. I'm good. Uh, I want I want to bring up uh, Alice Cooper's Poison. Oh yes, oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Poison, Hey Stupid. Yeah, he had All some right. fun videos too. He yeah. did. Yep. Definitely like my preferred error. Oh yeah, his, I, I love eighties Cooper. I do. Eighties Alice is, is just so uh, yeah, totally awesome. Yeah, so yeah I, I mean, I you know, Hey Stupid was was uh, I think like nineteen ninety or ninety one. It was like right, right on, yeah, yeah, around there. Right on the right. cusp. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but and, and of course, uh, stuff. Uh, Metallica's very first video ever. All right. Yeah, I remember watching that video and I was fucking terrified. Like, holy shit, this is <laughs> fucking scary as fuck. Right, yeah. because they were showing clips. I, in that movie, I had yeah. no idea who Metallica was at the time. Like, I wasn't really yeah. metal at that that kind of metal at that point, and I, I was just freaked out by it. I mean, now I'm. Yeah. I I, I love it now. I, mean, I love the song now, but. Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that really was a hell of a video. It was very moving, and it, it was, was it was it was well done. It's a, it's definitely, you know, I think one of their more celebrated songs. But it, I agree, I think it's one of their best songs. And yeah, yeah, it was. I was showing clips from that movie. I believe that it was called Johnny Got His Gun. Okay. Yeah, I had yeah. never seen the movie, but obviously, like you'll kind of get the gist from like the clips they show. It's basically, someone who was like, you know, basically mauled nearly to death by like a landmine or something, and he's basically like he's got no arms, no legs. He's basically just a piece of meat being kept alive. Kept alive, by, yeah. You know, and he can't right. speak. Oh, and wow. All he could do is like move his head. And he, throughout, like I'm guessing throughout the entire movie, he's trying to communicate through Morse code by bopping his head. And 
for a while, like no one knows what's always oh, easy having a seizure or whatever. I'm, I'm guessing like that. Like I said, I've never seen the movie, but that's like the gist of it that I'm getting mm, yeah. from like the clips in the video. And it's like, geez, that sounds absolutely fucking terrifying. It's like, no there kidding. are fates worse than death for fucking sure. <laughs> Jesus right. Christ. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I also want to bring up uh, Megadeth's Peace Sells, but who's buying? Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's, I love that video. Yeah. Um, and also Sweating Bullets. There's another yeah. one. They had some they had some good videos. I think I think Countdown to Extinction uh had some yeah. had some decent videos. I mean like uh Symphony Destruction's an awesome video. Yes. I, right. I love that video. And yeah. uh, I really liked uh, Foreclosure of a Dream. I thought that was a really great video too. Yeah, yeah. I I like that one too. Yep. Uh it also had Hangar like, 18, uh, I remember being pretty cool. Which one? Hangar 18. 18. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, like and at the end, they're, they're all like yeah. in the, uh, the the cylinders being packed away yep. with the aliens, all the yep. all the band members. So cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was Very that cool. was good. And actually, if you know, the fact that we ended up on on Megadeth is a really, really great uh, acts as a really great transition because I wanted to bring up uh, one of my favorite MTV memories. Oh, I, I know what you're gonna mention. I know you know what but, I'm gonna say. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, and it was when the album Euthanasia was coming out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they had this thing, and it was called the Night of the Living Megadeth, and it yeah. was an hour long concert. And it premiered on MTV. It yep. was really freaking cool. They yeah, we sick. watched we watched that at my house. They yeah. They started with the the world premiere of the video Train of Consequences, yep. which is an awesome song. And I I, I yep. actually love that video too. That's an excellent yes, yeah. That's a damn good video. Really 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 cool video. And um, so that was uh, before the album came out. So that was the first time I had heard that song. That was like oh you're gonna hear new Megadeth. And I was so into Megadeth at the time. So, like, I just was dying for this. And right. so, okay, got Train of Consequences. And then they played a live concert. They, they played uh, nine songs. And, well, according to this, they played nine songs. I don't know. Apparently, they, they put it. I heard ten. They put it out <laughs> as, a, as, a, as an album. You can actually get it. It's a CD. That's neat. Oh, that's cool. It's called Night of the Living Megadeth, live in New York City. But apparently. Put this on a CD. It, you know, <laughs> Uh, so it was live at Webster Hall in New York City, the 25th of October, 1994. So it was right before Halloween, and everybody who was there at the big party that they filmed uh, was—they were all in Died. costumes and stuff like that. And I remember oh, no. a bunch of uh, the VJs at the at the time were all in costume, and it was really cool. And there was this one guy, and uh, his name was John Sencio, and he had long hair, and he was kind of like the metalhead of the like daytime crew. Like he okay, wasn't yeah. a metal show, but right. you know, I always felt like he was the, the cool rock metalhead guy. And yeah, John okay. Sensio was dressed up as the crow. Nice. Which I was also obsessed with and I thought was so cool. Right, and right. just looking up some of these VJs uh, for this, this show, this episode tonight, I learned yep. that John Sensio is from Holliston. Oh, no shit. Wow. Oh, wow. He's from Hollister. Very Mass. local to us, you know, in Retro Octopus. We yeah, live in Massachusetts, funny. so. Yeah, that's yeah. like right right next to the town that I work in. Uh, you know, right. when I used to go to work back when I, I didn't work in, out of my dining room. Way back in. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right. Back before we all started working day, from home. <laughs> when days were simpler back then. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> Oh, and we could just talk about John Sensio and not worry about plagues. Oh, man. Right. <laughs> uh, right. But, uh, yeah, so I thought that that was really, really cool. And uh, so the track listing, according to the CD, is um, they started with Holy Wars, Punishment Due. Then yeah, they okay. went to Reckoning Day, which was off Euthanasia. Then mm-hmm. Sweating Bullets, Train of Consequences, In My Darkest Hour, 
Atout Le Monde, which is also off of Euthanasia. Euthanasia. Yeah. Uh, Symphony of Destruction, Peace Cells, and then Victory, which is the closing track of Euthanasia. And I guarantee you, as I'm reading these, they did not air all of those songs. I know they did. Right. Yeah. In I fact, don't think I don't think they aired any of the Euthanasia tracks except for the video of Train to Consequences. So huh. I think that I think <clears> it was literally like Holy Wars, Reckoning. No, Holy Wars, Sweating Bullets, Darkest Hour, Symphony, Peace Cells. I think that's what it was. I do remember them ending with Peace Cells, actually. Yeah. They pieced out with Peace Cells? Yeah, they pieced out with Peace Cells. You got it. <laughs> pieced out, but who's buying? Pieced out, pieced out no one's watching. <laughs> yeah so that was just a really fun thing and and to this day that remains like oh my god like i i don't think i've ever loved mtv more than that night i was nice. so excited. yeah it was yeah it was pretty awesome. tv that i you know had on the calendar it was like oh my god i cannot wait tonight you know oh yep anyway yeah, yeah so good yeah i mean yeah, we could we could go all night with all these videos, but I think we've uh, we've covered a good amount. And uh, yes. obviously, if any of you retroids out there have a particular video that you liked a lot from M- the MTV days, you know, definitely shoot us a message on our or Facebook post it, page. post it to the group. Yeah, absolutely. You know, get link it up there. Show us. Uh, yeah, one of the some of the videos that you loved watching way back in the day. Spark a conversation. Hashtag yeah, when MTV played music. Yeah, exactly. Well, when the M stood for music. <laughs> right, right. Hashtag when the M stood for music. Actually, that, that should be like the name of the episode, MTV, when the M stood for music. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. <laughs> I mean, uh, we had that planned all along, you guys. I mean, because you already clicked on it, so. Right, yeah. <laughs> you knew ahead of time, but we we're just figuring this out we're now. We're just finding <laughs> out now. <laughs> <laughs> we're finding this out now like half a dozen or so, like a week in the, a week in the past. <laughs> right. All right, so I guess uh, we've been talking about that stuff, the MTV from back in the day, long enough. Uh, I'd like to ask you, the audience, this week's Octoponder, this question, which I'm going to pose to you. Um, Now, we've been talking a lot about videos, but we're going to be talking about shows next, so the question is going to be, what is your favorite MTV show? And uh, so why don't you think about that for a bit, and we'll go on a short break. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Shark Bites, Shark Bites Podcast. It's the greatest show in history. From the Dorkening Network, hosted by a nerd who's named Patsy. From movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I wish I could tell you 
everything is okay. I wish I could comfort you and tell you there is nothing to fear. But I can't. And if you are really being honest, that's not what you want. You want to be scared. You like being scared. So, join me, your elusive host, and I will tell you why you're haunted by so many monsters. Scary Stories is a bi-weekly podcast about the psychology of fear and the stories we use to explain it. So, take a seat and let me tell you about this thing that happened to a friend of a friend of a friend. Find it everywhere you listen to podcasts. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back aboard, everyone. All right, we've asked you this week's octo-ponder this question, which was, what is your favorite MTV show? But first, we're going to do our best to answer the question ourselves, because why not? We're going to... Gonna, we're going to be part of this episode, whether you like it or not. So take it. Yeah. <laughs> take it, it and like it. Yes. What, take what it you got, the ambivalence. What you got, Eight Bit Alchemy? Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really watch like a lot of the uh, MTV original shows, but the one that always stuck out to me was Aeon Flux. Um, okay. And and that was part of like the MTV's Liquid Television like. Ex- uh, just experimental animation show where like right, they yeah have a ton of really weird stuff like you know there was one of like a daisy that was like stop motion cut out and there right. was like you know just a lot of weird Wait, daisy, daisy the rabbit from doom no <laughs> daisy. daisy the daisy from mtv's liquid <clears throat> television uh and Wasn't uh, a yeah. daisy not that either. <laughs> That's my favorite um, kind. Actually. Yeah, I like that Daisy too. Uh, it's pretty good. But yeah, so Liquid TV was weird. Everything on it was super ugly, and uh, and I don't know. I feel like a lot of the animation was impressive, but I didn't really like most of the shows. Uh, okay. Aeon Flex was cool. It was uh, like a six-part serial of short films, and then uh, in '92 it had like five short separate episodes, and then in '95 it actually came out like. 10 half hour episodes so it, it clearly okay. spun off and got popular and as people probably know there's the uh the charlie Theron movie that that kind of came out of it too um but yeah that Aeon nobody Flux, but me and you like i i honestly thought that was cool like i i feel like going back and watching the the show from what i can see it's just like it's just too it's too awkward like the way everything moves and is drawn it's just like I don't know. It's really bizarre, but I think it's like, like it's at least noteworthy as yeah. being like one of the standouts and definitely impressive as far as like American animation goes, you know, in the anime style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that Charlize Theron movie was actually really great. That's that's primarily okay. the thing that I, I like about uh, about Aeon okay. Flux. But yeah, I mean, definitely a standout for me from that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I always remember that weird little, I don't know if it was like the intro, but you have like, you know, just a fly crawling through like someone's like on our eyelashes. And you recently the you eyelashes named this, would close. You named it. You gave it the perfect name the other day. What was it? I was um this the Cenus eye trap. Yes, seen us eye trap. Seen us eye trap. Yeah. <laughs> but then like the the creepiest thing to me was like 
the whole time you just see like a white eye and when like the fly gets caught in the eyelashes like the pupil all of a sudden spins around and then you're like ah yeah there was a lot of grossness there was a lot of uncomfortable moments in the show and uh it was very very sexualized but there was never any like you know never any actual sex or anything but she was always like mostly naked always in awkward sexual poses no matter what she was doing and uh she always died at the end Yes. Huh. Of every episode, yep. she died. They killed Aeon. You bastards. You know what's funny? <laughs> she didn't have a name. Nobody, there's no reason for the show to be called Aeon Flux. It doesn't mean anything. It just sounds every, cool. Yeah, it's it's totally yeah. like the, you know, the the Darius and the Ruckers thing. It's like, yeah. well, well, which well, one's who's Darius? Hootie? Who's, yeah. <laughs> who's, or, uh, who's Hootie? Like, there is no Jethro Tull. There is no Jethro Tull. It's exactly. just the name of the band. Exactly. It's like, it's which one's Jethro? <laughs> Yeah. Which one's which one's Smith? An Aerosmith. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith. But uh yeah, that was a weird weird show and a weird uh the block, the liquid television block itself. Yeah. Yeah, the whole yeah, that, that's um that's where uh, Beavis and Butthead got their start though, right? Yes. yes. Uh, the the yep. frog baseball skit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so so liquid television um I also picked a liquid television show. Um, and okay. it actually, so it ran from 91 to 95 and it also had like, uh, videos that would be interspersed between shows. So right. sometimes the shows were yeah. like very short and sometimes they'd be like 15 minutes and then there would be uh, there would be a video just thrown in. Um, just kind of looking down the list. Actually yeah. the very first episode, uh, the very first segment was Robert Palmer's addicted to love. Okay. Which is why uh, a lot of the, which is why they don't show a lot of reruns cause all the music is like, you know, licensed and stuff and they you know getting the rights to like all these different oh, yeah, artists probably. And their yeah, companies yeah, it's a be, nightmare yeah. so mm-hmm. well, that sucks and, uh, episode three had uh faith no more's epic nice pretty cool nice. um so yeah there, there was uh there was music in there too it looks like uh just kind of going down this list of the episodes and flux was always in there it looked like yep. and none of the other shows are really looking familiar to me beavis and butthead showed up with frog baseball in season two okay uh, episode one of season two uh and there was also i know later on we got the head which was uh, okay. mentioned in our group some retroids wanted us to talk about the head when they found out we were doing this episode this is not a show that is easily watchable right now i actually okay. intended to go try to find it and there are just some right. clips on youtube and uh you have to purchase the show uh so I, uh, unfortunately i've never really gotten to see a lot of this show yeah i've never seen it either yeah i've seen uh a few episodes and i thought it was just really bizarre it's very bizarre i mean like everything in liquid television is just like it, it's like that's the mission statement just be as weird as fucking possible yeah yeah i know that so just basic um because because we were asked about it um it's basically a guy wakes up and his head is like 20 feet tall so there's okay. no like physics involved. It's not like he ever has trouble holding up his 20 foot tall head. It's, right. it's just, it's just, he's got a 20 foot head and it's normal now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. not like it's wider. It's just tall. Okay. Right? Pretty much. Weird. And, huh. and, uh, and what it is is there's an alien that crashed to earth and it can only survive inside a person's head. Oh, huh. weird. It can come out for like a little bit and talk to him. So like we get the character, but, um, All right. It's it mostly needs to like hibernate in his head to, to exist on, on earth. So huh. it just turned his Weird. head into like a vessel for it to be able to okay. uh, kind of hibernate and or okay. sleep. Or became whatever. like a symbiote or something. Or? Yes. Yes. 
so I, but other than that, I'm not really sure. The demon looked, well, he was an alien. He wasn't a demon. He looked, you know, like a, a purple kind of gargoyle sort of looking guy. And it was a yeah. dark comedic show. And uh, right. yeah, I just, I just never really watched it much. So that's not my pick. I just wanted to mention it because right. people, people did. Uh, oh, what, what would your pick be, Parasite Steve? Uh, so my pick is a show called The Max. Okay. And this is also a show that was mentioned in the group by uh, my buddy Andrew Wishborn Lucker, uh, my old college roommate, buddy, who's one of the Retroids. If you're out there, Andrew, hey, man. Uh, so, yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> this is actually a show that he let me watch in college. He had the, the DVDs and he. I, I oh, he not, let you? Yes, he allowed it. It was your privilege. <laughs> yes, he, he allowed it to happen. Uh, and he said, he said, I will, I will, I will let this, uh, this happen. And, uh, it was, I shall allow this. Yes. It was a good show. It was really, really cool show based on, uh, an image comic that came out in the early nineties. Uh, it's uh, written, I don't know if he drew it, but it was written by Sam Keith. Um, very surreal, very strange show. Um, but it's not so strange that by the end of it, it leaves you wondering what the hell you just watched. It's sort of, to me, so there's only 13 episodes to the show, and yeah. it really came out at the time, like when Image Comics was still young. It wasn't their first run. The first, like when Image first came into existence, it was like, you know, all of these amazing comic book creators that had worked for Marvel and for DC, and they were breaking out, and they're like, we're going to pay ourselves well because we're drowning everywhere else, and right. they're the biggest places we could possibly work, and we can't hardly make rent. So yeah. we're going to do this. So it was like Todd McFarlane and Jim Lee and, and uh, Eric Larson and Jim Valentino and like all these people. And they, they started Aerosmith, Aerosmith and like Darius Rucker, Tall, all these things. So like, anyway, so they started all these Smith and Wesson, they cats and dogs <laughs> living together. Mass hysteria. So it was the beginning of the creator owned comic book uh okay. concept so todd mcfarlane's like yeah so i i'm gonna make spawn or as he would say spawn i'm gonna make spawn and uh he's gonna own one of the dead bit of that pie he's gonna own every bit of it so he owns all the rights so when a spawn comic book or action figure or whatever the hell sells he gets money in his pocket and that is what did not happen if you worked for marvel or dc because right. all those, you don't own any of those characters even if right. you invented like a villain. Say you're like working for X-Men and you came up with Apocalypse. We're working for X-Men and came up with Apocalypse. Yeah. Say, okay, thank you. Well, <laughs> it's like, okay, Apocalypse is a huge villain. He's, he's been in a million things. Like you created that character. Um, yeah, that doesn't actually matter though because right. he's, he's Marvel. Right. Yeah, it's the, so, the intellectual property so, is owned by the company. Exactly. So this for. was the, yep. the thing. Yep. That the whole concept behind Image was the creators were going to own it all. So anyway, Sam Keith was... Uh, like a, a second wave, I think second or third wave. Cause first you had like spawn and savage dragon. My favorite was shadow Hawk. Yeah. Yes. The ones that yes. kind of fell, fell by the wayside. Uh, yep. uh, Wildcats was Jim Lee's. Uh, that was that, uh, that was popular enough to have a cartoon show. Um, oh yeah, that's right. But yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, so there was some cool stuff that came out of there, but like, and then and then there was like some ones that you know didn't really last a long time. But the Max was kind of like the anti superhero. He was very yeah. strange. He was this big purple guy. You can't really quite make he heads or tails of what you're looking at. It's like, does he have mm. a duck 
build? Does he have big teeth? Like, I can't Right, yeah, it was so bizarre looking. So yeah. bizarre looking. And it got weirder because, like, in the world of the mask, the Max, I always want to say mask, and it's Max yeah. with two Xs. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's like in the world X-M-A-X. of the Max, he, no. like, it would shift. So half of it was in the real world, and it's kind of like this gritty, down and dirty, Sin City sort of a, a you know, underbelly sort of a city. And yeah. then it would switch, and the, re- the other half of it would be in, like, this fantasy version of the Australian Outback. And it was called the Outback. And right. in both versions, Max was Max, but he was, uh, in the real world, he was kind of, like, living in the alley underneath this girl, uh, this girl's apartment and he would see his blonde girl and he would see her and, and he felt like compelled to protect her for some reason, but he's just this homeless purple thing that lives in the alley. And then in the (laughs) outback, she's actually like the queen of the outback and he's her guardian. So it really is so freaking weird. And what, what's, what's interesting about it is that I'm not going to give away the ending but the ending, at least in my opinion, you guys might disagree. It's possible. I don't know. I like, but in my opinion, because I'm not huge on surrealist stuff, I oftentimes feel like it's, it's, an, it's an easy crutch to lean on. You're like, oh, it's surrealist. It didn't have to make sense, so it doesn't. Right. Brilliant. But um, <laughs> in this case, I feel like the, the twist ending that actually explains it all is so like effective and... I don't know. I just, it's one of my favorite twists. I think it's an amazing twist ending. And Even I better than Oliver? Away. What's that? Even better than all, Oliver? Better, better, better than, uh, I'm, uh, at least Planet of the Apes. I don't know about Oliver twist. I mean, that was a great twist. <laughs> that is a great twist. That's it's a really great greatest. twist. I mean, uh, damn Dirty Apes, they blew it up. I mean, that one's good too, yeah. but I don't know. This, okay, it's not better than Planet of the Apes, but it's good. It's good. It's <laughs> a right. good twist. I've actually never seen it, so I don't have any, any opinion of it, but I would definitely like to check it out someday. Definitely pretty cool. Uh, it also uh, kind of reminds me visually, actually, it very much reminds me visually of the uh, HBO Spawn show that, that was on for a couple of oh, yeah. seasons. Yep. Um, but what's cool about this is that it's 13 episodes and it's complete, you know? Okay, yeah. Right. Don't leave it's you a complete at the story. End. It's not like it got canceled. No, no. The story was 13 episodes long. That's it. Right. That is so okay. rare. It is. Yeah. Yep. So the whole thing, they completed rare. the thought. Right. Like, let's go do something else now. This was this. Yep. So that's cool. I, I, it's a cool show. It's a really cool show. Nice. I probably never would have seen it to this day if it wasn't for Andrew. So that's really cool. And oh, I right. wanted to mention that. Very cool show. Nice. nice, nice. Rock on. All right. I am going to go next and I'm going to mention the show Celebrity Deathmatch. Mm, yes. I just think this show is just. Oh, for a while, I could not get enough of it. Its original run was from like 1998 to 2002. It did get a revival, but I didn't catch any of that. And that was like in the, the mid-aughts, 2006, 2007. But now it's, it's uh, basically, it's, it's set up like a sporting event where they're, like, you know, they're in a stadium with like a, like a boxing ring or a wrestling ring. And you'd have combatants. It's all claymation. And you'd have these like, you know, representations of like celebrities but they just, they fight to the death and, and it's just absolutely freaking ridiculous. Like you get like Dolly Parton and Jennifer Lopez, like big T versus big A or something. And it's just, and then <laughs> they just fight be some, to the death. Some gag to why these two right. are up. Yeah. yeah. 
or it'd be like Marilyn Manson versus Alice Cooper, the, the yeah. shock rockers or something like exactly. that. I, I, think, right. I think it was, uh, it, it was Marilyn Manson and uh, what's her face from uh, uh, Kathy Lee. Oh, That's what it was oh, okay. Kathy Lee Gifford. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. <laughs> was she like anti Marilyn Manson at the time or something? I, she must've been. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think she was. Cause I think, yeah, I think she, yeah, she's he, one of those. Yeah. Because Marilyn Manson said something about her, her husband. And oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what it was, but it's like that's part. That was part of that that whole skit, I guess. Okay. And she wanted, she I wanted mean, I to to apologize to what she said about her Frankie. Yeah, Frank Gifford. He was like a he was a athlete and a sports announcer at, at the time. I think. I, I mean, I don't remember what was said or anything. Yeah, I don't. I have. I mean, I don't care for Marilyn Manson, so I just never pay attention to anything. Right. Like yeah. That, exactly. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that's, uh, I mean, that was just a ridiculous show. And it's just one of those fun things. That is, whenever it was on, I would just, I would just watch it because oh, it just never got old for, for me. It's just like one of those stupid things that I could just plop myself down and check out. Actually, um, Mills Lane did the voice of the referee, and the referee was made to look like him too. Oh, like, right, oh right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. That was, so that was uh, – I always thought that was so apparently, and he was like he was like promoting like that. No, let's have a clean fight, nothing below the bells, and blah blah right. blah. And, and but you can kill each other. That's fine. Right. And <laughs> like the, the two and the two main like announcers I think were fictional. One was named Johnny Gomez, and the other one was Nick Diamond. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Actually, I think Stone Cold Steve Austin was also like a like an announcer or something. It, it, yes. It, yeah. Yeah. He was okay. A, yeah. So it's funny. Actually, I looked it up as we're talking here. Marilyn Manson was in. Uh, four episodes of Celebrity Death Deathmatch, and he actually fought in three of them. None of them were actually against Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh, that's so that must weird. Have been something I, else you're thinking of? Oh man, but he fought. Uh, I remember one, seeing Marilyn Manson a lot. The yeah. first one was uh, versus Charles Manson. So that's oh, that, like okay, okay that's yeah. why they did it. And then Garth right. Brooks versus Marilyn Manson, and then Marilyn Manson right. versus Ricky Martin. Huh. The fourth, uh, the fourth one, he was just in it. Uh, he didn't. Oh, it says. Oh, it says Spice Girls versus Hanson. Oh, with <laughs> oh, I remember Manson. that one. Yeah, with Marilyn. So H Marilyn Manson joined Hanson. Marilyn Hanson fought the Spice yeah. Marilyn Hanson. Yeah. Which one's Marilyn? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, if you ask me, they're all scary. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Every one of them. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can watch these on um, on YouTube. Readily, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't checked, but I, I would imagine that they're a show like that's readily readily available. I don't remember it having any licensed music attached to it that you would uh, need to worry about copywriting or anything. Right. So. All right. So Nintendo around so, this bad boy. Okay. Off, wait, 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 wait. Oh, one oh. second. One second. Uh -huh. It was Howard Stern that fought Kathy Lee Gifford. And oh, I do, oh, I do remember that they okay. had a feud. All right, That's so right. I do remember she fought in a match with someone. Okay, so it was just all right. All right, so it was, so it was Howard Stern. Howard anyway, Stern. Okay. continue. All right, that that makes all sense. Right. All right, Nintendo, what you got? All right, well, actually, I have two, and I'll mention one real quick. Uh, there was a show that I used to watch with my dad every week called Dial MTV, where you can actually call in and request a video. Okay, yeah, and, and like the precursor to TRL. Right, right. Dial M for music. <laughs> for, <I don't> <laughs> for, for the real world. Yes. For media. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's why I want to watch on MTV. Um, and Dial I, I M remember, for Metachlorians. And I, I remember <laughs> uh, we would always, we were always looking forward to watching Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, okay. And, and I remember Shot in the Dark being played as either uh, in the top three, 
yep. usually number one. And uh, I, I remember that I, I this is when, when I started falling in love with Ozzy's music, and and uh, and I and I also remember uh, my younger sister and my youngest brother being scared shitless of Ozzy Osbourne that they would literally hide behind the couch until the video was <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of MTV trauma in your household. What? Yeah, well, right, mo- no mostly my sister, but I was just like, whatever, this is awesome. Oh, it's uh, all your dito. Oh, my dito. <laughs> <laughs> so, the the main one that I want to mention is uh, okay. Headbangers Ball. Nice. Which This actually, is the one I, I would have actually mentioned, but uh, I knew this was going to be mentioned later. So I yeah. Know. Yeah, so actually, uh, I don't know if, if you guys know this, but it, it wasn't always called Headbangers Ball. Really? It was okay. called Heavy Metal Mania, which started right. in 1985, hosted by Dee Snyder. Oh, no I kidding. didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Know that so, so that was the, the, the beginnings of Headbangers Ball, and then um, I don't oh, know what happened. Then we went to fucking Dee Snyder to Ricky Rackman? Fuck. No, no. Actually, actually no, no, no. Worse. Adam Curry was the original host, I think? No, no. Kevin Seal. Kevin Seal, mm. okay. Kevin Seal. Baby! He hosted... He <laughs> not that Seal. He, oh. he, <laughs> it's the guy who goes, or, or, or. Yeah, yeah that, guy, or. that guy. That's the one. There you go. So, so they, they picked... They started off with the, the most animated host, which is Dee Snyder, to like the most laid-back, boring yeah. host, which is Kevin Seal. Did yeah. not fit at all with the, the huh. theme of the show. Yeah. Then it went on to Adam Curry. Okay. I knew then, he was one uh, of the, he had to have been one of the first. And the whole point of Headbangers Ball was the show would, would air late at night, every yep. Saturday night, and they would play like, sometimes they would, they would play uh, commercial metal, like hair metal, like poison and stuff like that. Right. But a lot of times they would play Obituary, Overkill, Metallica, Megadeth, like all these uh, other more obscure uh, bands. And uh, right. then, then, then Adam Curry took over and it's like, okay, more commercialized. So we want more poison. We want more rat. And we want more right. Motley Crue. Well, it was it was getting more views. It was, I mean, it more I mean, views. I, I mean, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. And then he I mean, hosted, I, I'd like. Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say he hosts uh, Adam Curry hosted that show for two years. And then yeah. then it was Ricky Ratman. Ricky, okay, yeah, that's and, the one and, who I saw the most. Yeah, um, and he he was more into like the heavier stuff and yeah, like. He, like uh, death and uh yeah they could Reich and all, all that overkill the, the overkill and, and all that good stuff and he yeah. hosted the show the longest which was five years from 1990 to, to 95 yeah and, um and then it just kind of like stopped because of the whole yeah. um the the grunge movement and it just killed the whole thing and people were just moving away from metal right at the time that the was landscape awkward. was shifting yeah so I always looked forward to watching that show when I could. Um, yeah. It's definitely one of my, my favorite uh, shows from MTV before they started doing all the stupid uh, reality TV show with the real world and all that shit. Right. Oh, I know. Ugh, garbage. That stuff blew the hell up. Fucking garbage. And then the mm-hmm. show did eventually come back. Yeah. It, it came back with uh, Jamie Jasta, hosted the show for a few years. Was he like a member of Hatebreed? He, yeah, he still is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's actually responsible for the last D. Snyder yeah, solo album. the D. Snyder comeback album. Okay. Which, is, which like, is weird because I am not a fan of Hate Breed and, or yeah. Jamie Jasta, but holy fucking Man. shit, that D. Snyder album he fucking He made rips. that album happen, and it yeah, kicked awesome. so much yeah. ass. So right. much ass. So good. Yeah. Um, so, 
So that version of Headbangers Ball was on MTV2 when they promised, like, oh, more music videos on MTV2. No, just kidding. We're going to do more reality yeah. TV shows. Like, oh, awesome. Fuck you. And then it turned into just a, 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 like a web series on the, uh, on the Headbangers Ball website hosted by Jose Manigan. And, uh, okay. Or old been, Michael Finnegan. 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 So that's been going on Finnegan. since 2011. So then it's still going on. So that's okay. cool. But I haven't watched it, but yeah. I know it's, it's still out there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my All pick. Right. That's my pick. Nice. Cool. Sweet pick. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our answers. Now it's your turn to tell us what you think about this week's Octoponder, this question, which is, what is your favorite MTV show? And I, I'm hoping no one says Jersey Shore, but it was like the most popular show on MTV, so someone probably will. Someone might say it. And if you mention that, you'll be kicked off the, the group. <laughs> no, you won't. You really won't. You'll be fired. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not true. But uh, anyway, don't. if you want to you want to chat about the show or anything retro, you can always reach us at our popular Facebook group, just over 600 members now, uh, on Instagram at retro underscore Reductopus, Twitter at Reductopus, or you can always email us at Reductopus at gmail.com. That said, it's almost time to catch that horizon, but before we say goodbye, let's go to this. If you're looking to score, you better listen to those that came before. Just sit right down and whip out your sheet music because it's time to compose yourself all right retroids here we are with another episode of compose yourself and i thought it would be appropriate since we are doing uh mtv and the m used to stand for music so i wanted to talk about some music today uh i'm gonna do a short little piece on uh throwing it back to aeon flux the composer of that show is a guy by the name of drew Newman, Newman, spelt N E U M A N N, so not the traditional mm-hmm. way to spell it. Uh, but uh, he is an American uh, composer and has worked on a number of, of things. He created the soundtrack for Aeon Flux, but also composed music for The Wild Thornberries, uh, Bonicula, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Ah Real Monsters, and he actually worked on uh, in the sound department for Beauty and the Beast, the Disney film, and Evil Dead 2. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, so definitely somebody who's been in the industry a lot, and I think that uh, the music and soundtrack and atmosphere of, of Aeon Flux is what adds to that sort of just you know, vibe that the show has going on. So definitely. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, part of the weirdness of it all. Yeah, for sure. So like, I'm sure that was probably one of the shows he got to really just kind of go out of his comfort zone with. Cause I mean, a lot of the music in those other shows is, is not quite the same as, as that. It doesn't, you know, it's not needing to bring you to this like really bizarre soundscape or anything like that, but definitely noteworthy. And I wanted to shout it out to, to Drew Newman and uh, yeah. That's uh, that's what I got for y'all. Nice. nice. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I am now composed. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. I've <laughs> been <Glad>. composed. Can <laughs> you tell composed. we were all rowdy before, but now we're just we're just very very even. Composed. <laughs> I'm composed. <laughs> <laughs> Tension tamer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. 
right. So, uh, all right. Does anyone have anything they'd like to promote and get out there? So, get, get people listening, watching, get some stuff out there you want to want people to know of. Um, I actually do. I have one well, thing. Well, go right ahead, Apey Alchemy. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I just recently finished writing um, an intro and an outro theme song for the Dorkening podcast which is super exciting um and so that is is one of our sister shows actually maybe our parent show technically because like we're on their network um but yeah so very fun very cool uh you know went back and forth with leo pond a little bit on that um and i just wanted to throw it out there that i'm i'm definitely available for anybody who's interested in you know having a custom piece of music done for you know whatever if it's a youtube channel if it's a podcast if it's you know your your twitch stream whatever you want to you know custom piece of uh you know 8-bit music for i am eager and ready to write stuff for you and i have a whole lot of time at home these days so it's yeah. perfect for uh for that kind of stuff so yeah just throwing that out there to you. that's right and and his so, stuff is awesome it is it's it amazing is, yeah. and support your local creator and right. uh, all your all the creators, all the local creators yes. you love, just support them. We uh, we need your help now more than ever. That's for sure. A lot of people are out of work. A lot, uh, you know, the four of us are lucky enough. As of this moment, we are all gainfully employed, which is really really mm-hmm. fortunate and stuff. But anytime you have someone who's making something with their blood, sweat, and tears, and little fingertips, uh, you know, you, you got to support them if you love what they're doing. And uh, and yeah. 8-Bit Alchemy, man. If you weren't my brother, I'd still love your shit. It's real oh, good. Oh, man. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. It's real good. You're not my brother, and I love your shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of like my brother, so I love your shit, too. I love Sweet. Your- yeah. <laughs> this is totally on your YouTube page, too, oh, which is man, cool. Oh, man. That's right. That's right. right. I want to high five you guys in person so hard right now. Oh, Uh, man. uh, I'm going to click on the little hand icon in Zencaster, even though we're not using Zencaster because it's like we're giving a high five. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we are. If the podcast sounds different, we are using Zoom for the very first time this week. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. For this purpose. Boom, boom. My supernova girl. Shake your room. Yes, we we the the previous uh, the previous episode, which was the Leslie Nielsen episode, we actually recorded on a platform called Zencaster, and I actually really enjoyed Zencaster. But it turns out that it doesn't have uh, it doesn't have good support for for mobile phones, so it's right. very wishy washy. So those of us who are using phones, uh, rush of- mode, you primitive piece of shit. Yeah, well, you know, it, 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 it's just a bummer. But you know, we're on Zoom right now, so we'll. Take a l- listen to this episode, and hopefully we're uh, we're uh, you know up to par, and you'll uh, stick with us through these uh, these trying times. Uh, and then we'll just be back in, the, back in the studio yeah. once again one of these days. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Right, so, uh, Parasite Steve, uh, Nintendo, you guys got anything to, to plug? Uh, no. Yeah, I, I I'll uh, I'll plug my own YouTube channel, which is right, Nintendo Twenty Five. Yeah. All right. Good um, I do unboxing videos. I do uh, more unboxing videos. Uh, uh, sometimes I, I do vlog videos and then I do more unboxing videos. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it, it's a, it's a cool response channel. videos, response videos. Yeah. I mean, I mean, eventually I'd like to do bigger things with it, but as of right now, obviously that's not going to happen, but maybe down the road, like in a few years, once I get more yeah. established in the field, like, like I would love to like, like travel to like unique, uh, 
ports of retro, call. Retro related places like like yeah. visit the the very last blockbuster in Seattle. Um, <laughs> that that still fun. fucking exists. Like I would oh, love yeah. to do a vlog there. I would love to do a vlog. Cool. Yeah. Seattle's yeah. cool. Yeah, that'd be wicked fun. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That would bust my block. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll just uh, mention real quick uh, my first book, The Bone Eater King, published under my, my actual name, Steve Van Sampson. Um, it is uh, only 99 cents on Amazon, uh, so, which is actually, it's kind of funny. It's the, the cheapest I can possibly make it because I don't have like uh, the right level of account on Amazon. Uh, you're able to, uh, you're able to make it free if, if like you go wide, but then they control the pricing and they control a lot of stuff. So anyway, 99 cents, pretty cheap. Hell and, yeah. Um, yeah, dude. You know, um, if, pretty uh, cheap if, for a bad book and this book kicks ass. Thanks man. Right. Right. Like, and uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a book that's about, uh, it's about Africa. It's about vampires and it's about African vampires. Uh, and if, uh, it's if, waiting if there for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes it's gonna take a lot to take you away from this book <laughs> yeah um anyway if if you're if you like horror books and you're sick of vampires just realize that so is i and that's why i wrote this book so uh these are vampires like you've never seen them and they are only 99 cents and the sequel marrow dust is up there too and i believe it is uh is 2.99 uh but the uh the still awesome cents. And but some yeah. insanely awesome artwork accompanying it on uh, on our Facebook page that Mr. Parasite's just been churning out. This, oh, well, this particular that's just, piece, my, that's just on my personal. That's, but, just but, having, but, having but it's fun. seriously sick. Done <laughs> <laughs> with watercolor picture. markers. <laughs> yeah. So rad. I was like, yeah, oh, I want to comment and get it. Oh, you're going to keep it. Okay, fine. Someone else even replied like, oh, man, I want that too. Oh, yeah, like, oh, Ted. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's some there's some competition. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Awesome. very cool. Fun. Well, I've got nothing to prom because I'm a useless piece of shit. So anyway, <laughs> that's gonna wrap up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you heard, please hit that little subscribe button, like us on Facebook and Twitter, give us a review, all that good shit that you should know, but we have to tell you anyway because that's just how the internet works. <laughs> and as, well, as well as being full-fledged members of the Dorkening, Retroid Darkness is still part of the Inebriard Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like The Old Colony Cast, Our Talk, and of course Inebriards as Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones. For more information or to subscribe to, any, to us or any of those awesome shows, please visit inebri-arts.com. I have been your host at the post boss rush mode, and it is now time to say farewell until the next. How did you get back there, Vinny Boombutts? Get out of there, you silly, silly little fuzz butt, you. Maybe I'll just leave all this in. This is podcasting gold right here. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> this is podcast gold. Ferret mess brought to you. Mus- Muscular te- television. <laughs>